wouldn't ask why the rose that grew from the concrete had damaged petals. On the contrary, we would all celebrate its tenacity. We would all love its will to reach the sun. Well, we are the roses. This is the concrete. These are my damaged petals. Ask me why. Ask me how. everyone to the Steos podcast the legendary Steos podcast you can find us on social media at Steos podcast on both Instagram as well as Twitter I'm Chris and I'm back with Jordan what's up what's up man looking forward to another another Steos podcast baby you know we 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 got a lot to talk about a lot has happened First thing we want to put on the platter is the return of Derrick Rose. The uh, polarizing return for Chicago's hometown son. But uh, we know how Jordan feels about Derrick. So I'm going to let him go ahead and uh, wax 25 for a minute. (laughs) Wax 25. Well, wax on. Yes, sir. Uh, Man, look, I I am so just impressed with how Derek has just changed his game. Number one, changing his game to the new era of basketball. That that takes a lot of hard work, a lot of effort putting into your game to be one, one way and to be really good at what you used to be. You know, you're talking about the youngest MVP in the league, 22 years old, just attacking a basket at will. You know, nobody can get in his way. Acrobatic layups. That That's pretty much what his game was based off of uh, he didn't really have that three-point shot you know he was all about getting to the rim getting fouled mid-range was okay but you knew what Derek was about athleticism jumping over you doing what he had to do to finish and to change his game up and just to see uh the the transition that he's made even after multiple on multiple on multiple injuries is just amazing man and I, we talked about it before about certain athletes who have kind of translated their game to what it is now, whether it be because of injury or getting up in age. So, you know, they naturally lose their athleticism, their bounce, uh, like a Vince Carter, one of the most athletic players ever to do it, is still in the league because he translated his game to to, to his age. He, he became a, a much better shooter. He's efficient. He, he He's definitely a well-rounded player. You know, not, not the most impactful, obviously, Obviously, as he used to be. But the point of the, the, the whole thing is they changed their game up. And, and it was amazing to see Derek come back home. You know, the ovation, the, 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 the response that he got from the fans was amazing. You heard 
MVP chance when he was at the free throw line, even though they were blowing these sorry bulls out. Hey, I don't care. I was all for D Rose. That's what I was looking at that game. I didn't care about the Bulls L. I'd rather them lose and 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 get that draft pick. But it was all about Derrick Rose that night. I uh, had a very good game, efficient game. He was doing Chris Dunn all night, you know, and and that was impressive because Chris Dunn is not a it is not a walkover when it comes to defense. But but Derek had it. Derek had it, and it was amazing to see. You saw a smile on his face. Uh, it, it felt good uh, seeing him perform in front of the 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 United Center faithful. So uh, I, I got to say, man, my favorite player ever. Uh, I, I call him one A to MJ, one B. You know, two of my favorite players to don a Bulls uniform and just playing the in the, in the NBA period. But really, really big up to to Derek Rose. You know, hopefully if. Uh, Things go well, man. If my wish comes true, he's he's back in the the black and red next year. You know, hopefully. Well, I don't think he'll ever play for the Bulls again. At least not, not in a meaningful sense. I think if he ever oh, comes, come on, back, it'll be it'll be like a swan song type thing where he'll just get his jersey retired. God, but, but I'm I'm ecstatic for him right now, and I I think he's in a good place. In a good position. Good to see him happy and content. Yes. And I, and I think it helps to be honestly not in Chicago. I think the, the added pressure to succeed wasn't good for him coming right back from that injury. I mean, you can make excuse after excuse for him, but I, I mean, facts are the facts. I think that the added pressure may have taken a toll on him. The pressure to succeed and perform and to carry your hometown team. Uh, we even saw with LeBron, man, if there's an added pressure, there's an added stress involved with it. And I think once LeBron, in his case, once he kind of let that go, that's when he was able to succeed back in his home space of, of Cleveland, Akron area. But with Derek, I think uh, him being away right now, he's in a, he's in a comfortable situation, a familiar situation but just doesn't have that pressure of having to be the savior for a city. And I think being in that position does wonders for him. It was good to see him with a smile on his face, man. The, the MVP chance, uh, think, I think it was a bit much, but, you know, they he honored him uh, in that sense. Really? He, was, he was shredding the bulls, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I think MVP chance go overboard at times. It's, it's like, you know who the MVP candidates are, and you yell MVP for them, and that's about it. You don't, well, unless it's like Brian Scalabrini or something. <laughs> now you're talking. White Mamba is always the MVP. Hey, you know what though, man? I honestly, uh, and and obviously, no, Derrick Rose is not going to be in the running for MVP. But I, I, that was actually, huh? Six man of the year. Oh yeah, six man of. Of the year, maybe an all star, maybe, maybe, but I think those MVP chants represent something. It, I don't think it necessarily means, oh, yeah, he's MVP now, you know, he's back. No, I, I think it symbolizes what he meant to, to the Bulls, what he meant to the fans, what he meant to Chicago when he was 22 years old and when he was the youngest MVP. And it was just kind of a, a symbol of uh, appreciation to, to perform like that for the crowd. Proud. <laughs> they didn't care about no bulls. They cared about Derrick Rose 
being able to grow from all of those injuries, grow his game, and and get back, back to doing what he does best, man. And and I think for me, that's what I looked at it as. I didn't look at it as an overkill or over the top reaction. I think people were just appreciative, you know, of of what he is and what he what he uh, came from, man. I can I can certainly see that, and I, I certainly understand that, and it's it's very realistic that that's what it was. Some people took exception to you know a lot of Chicago going Gaga over Derek being back and and performing quite well here in his return to the United Center. But people took exception to that. They were saying worry more about the Bulls, but my response to that is this: Derek Rose is only going to come to Chicago at this point in his career one time a year. You know, he's in the Western yeah. Conference. You're going to see him one time a year. And he happens to have the, the world in his hands right now. So, so it's a great time yeah. for him to come back to Chicago. And you want to show him that appreciation. Even the people who were kind of like had, had a bad taste in their mouth from him and were ready to write him off kind of jumped back on the bandwagon. But you saw the appreciation was there. And I certainly had appreciation for it. And I think we can take away from this long, arduous season of of bootiness by the Bulls and, and appreciate the fact that <laughs> Derrick Rose is back. We have we have four more four or five more months of lamenting over the uh. fact that the Bulls can't do anything right. We have four or five more months before realizing that the Bulls will have ruined yet another inadvertent tank. Uh, don't 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 remind me, man. They they, they hopefully they can get that 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 tank going in the right direction because you know they won tonight. So I'm, I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need to get a few more consecutive losses on the on the board. Get your NBA draft boards ready, man, and look at who's in the number four spot. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 see what happens for the rest of the season. It's I funny because it's funny because we don't really know very few people, unless you're just a draft junkie, very few people know right now who's gonna be the third or later pick. Yeah, I, I mean you got you got you got another guy on that Duke team that is uh pretty nice, but he's kinda been shadowed. Uh, or overshadowed by uh, Zion and RJ, and that's Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish came in as that third highly uh, recruited player that came to Duke, and uh, he's he's the third head of, of the three-headed monster, uh, but he's just kind of that quiet. You know how you got the the, the big-time player on, a, on a, 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 a really special like college team, and then you got the other players that are really, really, really good as well, or they were really good in high school, but they're kind of overshadowed by the talent of one guy or two guys. So Cam Reddish, I think, is going to be very good. He, he kind of just has to come from under the, the the wings of those other players. Mad and consistent. Crazy and consistent Cam Reddish. I think I think Cam Reddish's ceiling is Bradley Beal. Mm, that's a good comparison. That's a good comparison. I like that. And Had a good game tonight. Oh, it was the Bulls. But if you have a Bradley Bill, <laughs> I think, you know, when you have a Bradley Bill, you still need one or two people better than that to get you a title. But that's yeah, what of course. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we'll see, man. We will see. You know, it's a couple other cats out here that uh, by the by the by the actual draft, their stock may be very high uh, and and might be right up there uh, with those uh, two doogies. So uh, we'll see. I got my eye on a guy from uh, USC who actually uh, was hooping a, a lot in the Drew League and was dunking all on people. Name escapes me, but man. The- Watch out for him. He's kind of like the the Donovan of the draft right now. Somebody who's sneaky, uh, good, and by the time the draft comes around, he might be noticed a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. So so look out for for, for your boy from USC. I'm gonna get his name uh in in a second, but uh yeah, look out for your boy from USC, the Trojans, man. Uh, dude is gonna be a beast. Book it. I'm telling you right now. Great. Super. So, here's Rui Hachimura is a name to remember. Yeah. Gonzaga is a name to remember. Not because he's going to be good in the NBA. I think he'll be serviceable. He'll be a Taj Gibson type. But he'll be who the Bulls fifth pick. Um, Gibson? You don't think Rui's a Taj Gibson type? No. That's 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 low. That's like the 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 floor for him. He has a higher ceiling than Todd Gibson. He he does. Okay. All right. Well, well, well. Let's break it down a little bit. Rui has a three point shot. A college three. <laughs> you and your 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 your. Uh... <laughs> okay, that's all right. I'm telling you, man. The man's talent. Allen jumps off the, the the page. It's 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 a little bit better than Taj Gibson, and I give him a little bit better than that. Uh, I I don't know who I, I can really compare to. Taj was good in college, but he wasn't he he wasn't Rui. Rui is a little bit better all around, man. He's got a little bit more 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 athleticism. He's got a better he's shot. Not as athletic as Taj was. Taj oh. would dunk on your mama. Ask Dwayne Wade. Hey. Okay, that, that that that's that's fine. I'm just saying I don't think that that's his ceiling. We will see. Good. I tell you, man. Hopefully, hopefully, um, when the Bulls draft him, you'll preach the same sermon. <laughs> don't you curse me with that, Bobby? Don't you dare say nothing like that. Hopefully, we have one or two. If we have one or two, I'm, we we know who we gonna get. Either or. Take your pick from Duke. And if you pull get Rui Hashimura, we know who's going to run out and get the Rui jersey. Look, man, you, you're taking it a little too far. I said I appreciate his game. That doesn't mean I want him here in Chicago, okay? <laughs> Stop all your, 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 your foolishness over there. I, I, I appreciate the man's, the man's game, but uh, we all know who – who needs to come to Chicago to make the changes happen? Okay, Zion or RJ? That's it. That's all we're talking about. Anybody else is just another piece to a crazy puzzle. I appreciate him beating Duke. Ah. Almost by himself. Hey, okay. But moving on, we can deal with uh, whatever bum the Bulls are going to draft later on down the road. 
when they get the fourth or fifth pick. <laughs> Do you see it, Jordan? Do you see the NFL playoffs on the horizon? Uh, it, it is within my reach, sir. Uh, a new, new dawn. Yes, I am excited. Not only am I excited as I am every year for the NFL playoffs to start, but mainly because because our very own hometown Chicago Bears are in a very good position to go very deep, possibly even take it all. So uh, I am more than excited this year to get this playoffs underway, uh, get this week 17 out of here, and just hurry up and get to the playoffs, man. Bear down. I'm jumping in with both feet, Jordan. I say the Bears are going to get the Super Bowl. That's right. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Which, which you know what that means. That means we are stumping all over New Orleans and whoever else is in our way. No, that just, it means that Seattle will probably be New Orleans. Uh, even, even better. I, hey, however we got to do it, it's going to get done. We are going to Atlanta. So, so right now you got New Orleans is, they're going to lock the number one up. The Rams without Gurley this week. And CJ, yeah, I, I don't want to talk about that. Oh, my God. Last week. CJ Anderson. Did you lose a fantasy game because of that? Uh, yes, Chris. Yes. I lost a fantasy championship because Todd Gurley didn't play. I had James Conner. And I also had Kareem Hunt, but we know what happened to him about a month ago. So all my running back power just just, just completely evaporated in the in a span of three weeks. So yes, I don't, I don't really want to. I, 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 I've already mourned over my loss. That's right. Kareem Hunt um, was a victim of domestic violence. <laughs> he was a victim. <laughs> you said he was out because of domestic violence. I think I spoke too fast. No, he definitely wasn't the victim. <laughs> Man was the, was the, uh, <laughs> he made everything happen. God. Thanks a lot. Cameras cost me a championship. Ow. No regard for the true victim. Oh, I mean, I mean, oh man. Oh man. I hope she's okay. Oh, oh, I hope I she's in, okay. I was in five fantasy leagues this year. Dang. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna cut back. I got to. But here's my problem. So when I went into this year, I told myself at the beginning of the season I was gonna cut back, and I said the one the league that I missed the playoffs in is the one I'm gonna give up. Right. Except okay. For, see, I okay. have my own. I'm gonna give that one up. I made the fantasy league playoffs in all the leagues I was in. Oh wow! So, so, so that was the, so. What what was the factor then? I don't know. So so, <laughs> I have I have two of them that I made the semifinals. So week fifteen I lost in heartbreaking fashion, and this adds to the motivation of wanting whoever, including the Bears, to 
stomp Drew Brees out. Drew Brees, one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. I just need him put out a commission by whatever team plays him in the playoffs because Drew Brees cost me two fantasy league championships. My starting quarterback in two of my fantasy leagues and the week he played Carolina, he decided that he couldn't throw a football anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I I saw that. I I actually saw it firsthand. I had Drew Brees and Pat Mahomes, and uh, I had to push out Pat Mahomes a few t- times when I preferred Drew Brees because of matchup and being at home. But I was just kind of scared based off of the last three weeks. He's been uh he's been very mediocre, below mediocre. So hopefully, in real in reality, hopefully that carries over into the playoffs. I think he's I think he's hit that. You know that that wall football players hit to where one day you're just not good at the sport anymore? Yeah, I think, I think Tom Brady's hitting that wall too. Yeah. I think they both are. I think we're seeing the last of of those two being just phenomenal. Like with with Drew, after he broke the record, things kind of died out. So I think he's yeah. he's getting the kind of old where he can only sustain maybe like eight good games. And then it goes downhill. And as he gets older, unless he retires, it's going to stay like that. Like he's going to get eight games, and then it's going to be six games, and then it's going to be four games, unless he just cuts it short. Brady said he wanted to play till 45. He ain't going to make it. Well, no, he's not going to make it based off of his performance. If he keeps playing like this now, but, I mean, health-wise, he can do it. But if he just... Just performs at the level that he, he he started getting to late in the season, then he needs to to hang him up. He's gonna embarrass himself. Did you see him against Pittsburgh? Against who? Pittsburgh. No, I missed that game. So against Pittsburgh, this dude's constantly throwing at terrible angles off his back foot and sideways because he's afraid to get hit. Like he he was he was terrified, and if he's terrified now, what's going to happen four years from now? It might be time for old TV twelve to get ready to hang him up. Yeah, you shouldn't wait that long. I don't see him 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 four years from now just figuring it out. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe it's my time. You better get that that, that thought in your head right now, buddy. Because, like I said, you're going to embarrass yourself. And you can kind of see that even across sports. I, I noticed something. Uh, LeBron, too, just to kind of throw him in this pot, he uh, he got a nasty injury in the groin area. And uh, I don't know. Maybe that might be the start of some a few things. I'm not saying that he obviously is nowhere near uh, – uh, he's anywhere near uh, hanging it up. But it, it, it's just interesting to see when a great player, like you said – hits that wall, and you can just obviously see a decline in their game. So we'll see. Drew Brees, Tom, LeBron, everybody getting old, man. Big Ben, we'll see. Yeah. We're back to my fantasy leagues. So I I was in (laughs) two semifinals. Yeah. And Drew Brees lost those for me. I lost one in the first round. And I had Pat Mahomes. I had a great team. And for some reason, man, Guys were just underperforming at the wrong times. So I lost that in the first round. Then I have my league, which I'm the now back-to-back champion of. Oh, okay. I'm in another league 
to where somebody decided that it was a great idea to have week 15, 16, and 17 as the playoffs. Yay. Wow. Wow. And as you may know, as an experienced fantasy player, almost nothing is as difficult as trying to figure out what you're going to do week 17 of the NFL season for your fantasy team. Absolutely. Because then you got teams that already have made it into the playoffs who are going to rest their good players, like a Todd Gurley or other people, you know. So that that that's not smart. That isn't smart. That's why you have it set up to to have a week 16 championship. That, that doesn't make any sense. So fortunately, I have C.J. Anderson and I'm going to roll with him in this championship game. So I can actually get two championships out of five leagues, which I think is great. That's not a bad percentage, 40%. That's that's not bad at all. That's a, that's a good that's a good year. That's a good year. Definitely. Well, speaking of CJ Anderson, let's let's dive into the NFL right now and, and yeah. where everybody stands, especially our beloved Bear. Oh yeah. Um, the, the NFC right now, the Saints have number 1 locked up. Yeah. There's a toss-up between the Bears and the Rams for number two. And if the Rams lose, the Bears are automatically at number two, right? Because aren't they tied right now? Well, if no, no, no. They're not tied right now. Rams are up one game. If the Rams lose and the Bears win, then they'll be tied. And because they beat the Rams, they'll take the number two. Tiebreaker, yeah. So a Rams loss and a Bears win is the tiebreaker. Bears get that. A Rams yeah. win, they're two. That's why the uh, Bears said they may be checking the scoreboard, but the NFL has synced the games together. And uh, I guess it's to add a level of competition and excitement, whatever, NFL. It does. It, it, it does. It's a smart thing to do. I mean, but let's just be honest. The, the the odds of San Francisco going into L.A. and beating the Rams, uh, I don't know. They gave the Bears a good run for their money. The, 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 the 49ers are a team that isn't as bad as their record, I, I think. You know, because of injuries and, and things of that nature, they, they're a little bit better. That defense is actually pretty nice. You got some nice young players on that team, but... uh I don't think they're going to do anything with the Rams. I, I would be surprised, and I, I I would hope that they beat them, and we beat them, which will also knock the Vikings out of playoff contention. So we'll see. George Kittle is a monster. Yes. Yes. Dude. Man. I don't know where he came from. He was pretty good toward the end of last year. But if that if they can get a couple scores working, the 49ers, I think, can pull that out if, if they can get a couple going, especially with no Todd Gurley. Uh, C.J. Anderson is serviceable, but he's not Todd Gurley. I mean, who is? But the skill set is yeah. in the match. He's not a, a great receiver out of the backfield. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Those two, yeah. those two games, the Bears game and the Rams 49ers, Bears Viking, both of those games are scheduled for Sunday at 325. So they're all synced up. The Chiefs and the Raiders and the Chargers and the Broncos are synced up. And the Seahawks are synced up with them as well. So all those games that matter 
Well, the NFL saw to it that you're going to get those players to play because they flexed them all to that time. So back to the standings, we're looking at uh, currently, as it stands, New Orleans is one, the Rams are two, the Bears are three, the Cowboys are four because they're leading the NFC East, but they haven't clinched, right? Philly can still get the, the East, right? Yeah, yeah, Philly can squeak in. I think we need the Bears to, I think they need the Bears to win, though. Yes, they need the Bears to win. And that puts a, a Philly win and a Vikings loss puts the Eagles in and the Vikings out. Right. The Seahawks are in and they're just up for whether they're going to be the fifth or sixth seed. So that's a big game actually to pay attention to because if the Bears are the third seed out of all of this, of course, they're going to play the sixth seed, which is the Seahawks, which of all the wildcard teams worry me the most. Yeah, yeah. Russell Wilson's been there. He's done that. Uh, you can you can trust him in a playoff atmosphere. Uh, he He's definitely a gamer. Uh, I'll tell you one thing, though, man, back to this Vikings matchup, bro. I, I It's something about me. I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm scared. I have the the complete trust in Vic Fangio and what he does. Like I said before, he is one of the best defensive minds in the game. In my opinion, the best defensive coordinator in the game with what he does and his track record. But uh, it's just something to me about playing or or having the the, the opportunity of playing a team twice in a row. Uh, you know, you got Minnesota that you can pretty much kick out of the playoffs right now, right here this week. Uh, that's why I th- think that even if the Rams are, are running up the score on the 49ers, the Bears need to play to win, not 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 take it back a notch, not whatever. You know, unless they're up and then they let their their, their starters rest a little bit if they already got the game in their grasp. But if they're in a, 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 a tight one with the Vikings, no matter what the Rams are doing, I think they need to try and win this game. I, I don't really prefer to see minnesota twice even if in the playoffs that means they come back to soldier field in these conditions and in, in the atmosphere you know against our defense I, I i trust it i just don't prefer it I'm, I'm i'm with you i'm with you on that and that that's a little bit behind my seahawks concern of course all things equal i rather super bowl champions or not nick Foles or not i'd rather see him play the eagles Nick Foles doesn't scare me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I don't I don't think that uh that'll be a repeat of what happened last year. It was a nice story, but yeah, I'm with you on that. If they come here, if the Eagles have to play here, then then yeah, we'll wrap that up. And it's also possible that you could get the boys, right? So they could end up coming here. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, That's they will true. be five. It will be five, right? Because they beat the Seahawks, right? Oh, no. Yeah, there's only three teams that we possibly can play. So it's Minnesota, the, the Eagles, or the, uh, the the Seahawks. Right. So if the Eagles win the East, then the Cowboys just get the fifth seed. Right. So right. You're right. 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 Yeah. As for the AFC, 
something interesting has taken place. As much <laughs> as I would hate Le'Veon Bell to look like a slight genius, the Pittsburgh Steelers are on the doorstep of not making the playoffs. Yeah. And they were looking yeah. so good. Yeah, but they we're were looking, looking good we're looking at whoever wins the West as being the likely one seed. And that's between the Chiefs and Chargers, who are both locked up at 11 and 4 right now. The Patriots are the, they're in front for the two seed ahead of the Texans. But that can flip flop, obviously, with a win and a loss on either side. They're both tied, but I think the Patriots have the tiebreaker. The Ravens now lead the North, but they have to win because if they lose, they're still out, right? No, I think the Ravens are in. Ravens are in? I, I Okay, I thought that the Ravens were in No, if, based if off of lose, last week. If they lose and Pittsburgh wins, I thought, they're out. Okay. I, you, then you might be right. I, I, you either win that division or you're out because the Colts and Titans is winning in. So Colts and Titans okay. are winning your in. And right. you already have the other wild card coming from the West. So that's your two right, wild correct. You don't win the North, you're out. Correct. Right. The Patriots again beat up on a less than stellar division, but I mean we say it all the time, but I <sighs> think it's really, really true this time. We might be looking at the end for the Patriots. Yeah, you you got a lot of different parts that are just kind of falling apart at the seams. Rob Gronkowski is, in my opinion, he already kind of lost his touch, maybe for. For two years now, I want to say. And, you know, every now and then he still has a really flashy game where he in two touchdowns and, and over 100 yards every now and then. But Rob is breaking down. He's got all type of uh, braces all over his body. You know, it, it, he's not the same. And uh, it, it's coming to an end for him. It's coming to an end for Tom. You know, Belichick is is doing his thing, but uh, it, they, they need to re-up that team. They got to figure out what it is they're going to do to replace those guys after uh, they finally call it quits. Cause yeah, it's, it's kind of like the Swan song, you know, they, 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 they're going to be done soon. Yeah. And it'll be Josh McDaniels problem. Once this team stops being Super Bowl contenders, Belichick will bow out. I think <laughs> Gronk needs to, I think Gronk still has a good year or two left in him. Only on really? the condition only on the condition that he goes to a warm weather city. Mm. Like if, so if he goes like Miami, something like that, I think you can get a couple more years out of Trump. Maybe he just has to stay healthy. I don't. I, I never ever have picked up Gronkowski in fantasy for that fact. There are certain players that I just have never picked up because you can always guarantee that they're going to get injured at some point. They're going to miss a game or two or. Or a season ending, or you know, you Gronk was one of those guys for me for a long time. You never, never up, you've never picked them up in fantasy. Oh no! Even when I had like close to a top pick, no, 
No, I was always quarterback, running back, or wide receiver. Not, I never a tight end. I once drafted Rob Gronkowski number one. But what year was that? Remember like four years ago when Gronk had that phenomenal year and he like kicked the season off with like a three or four touchdown game. Like it was well, game see, yeah, one. that's what I'm talking about. Like four years four years ago? That 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 doesn't surprise me. You know, if we're talking two years ago or Less than no, it's like like he's he's fell off hard in my opinion. Yeah, oh, four yeah. years ago, I I can see I can valid I can see validating that pick. Yeah, he was he was far and away the best tight end in the league four years ago. There was nobody even close. Now I wouldn't even put Gronk in my top five tight ends. Nope. Because you got you got a uh, Kittle, I think. You got yep. Ertz. Got Ertz. Kelsey. Kelsey. Um, it's it's getting thin. Um, Greg Olson is still. Uh, I mean, honestly, if he Greg, didn't get Greg, hurt, Greg Olson would be Greg probably Olson. ahead of him. Greg Olson is a smaller Gronk. Hmm. Trey Burton hasn't shown a lot, so I wouldn't really say Trey Burton just yet. Not the second half of the year. He had a great first half of the year. But the second yeah. half, he has been less than stellar. We've seen more Adam Shaheen lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, once they get him implemented, man, that's going to be a nice nice addition because uh, those two tight ends are, are, are going to work, work well off each other, I think, man. Yeah, you get a little thunder and lightning action with those two guys. There you go. So, so we're we're not at Trey Burton, but I mean, so we got at least three tight ends, three or four tight ends that are better than Gronk, right? Yeah. Evan Ingram, he needs to be more consistent, but Evan Ingram probably will get up there soon, and much less hurt. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um. O.J. Howard was having a good year. Oh, Eric Ebron's had an awesome year. Yeah, with the Colts. I think that's the perfect team, man. Eric Ebron, I thought, was a a, a lost cause when he got in Detroit and then moved around a little bit. But, yeah, him and O.J. Howard, they definitely picked it up. Sometimes you just got to go to the right team. Yeah, Ebron was a victim of an overrated quarterback. Yeah, you think, think so? Yeah, I've always thought Stafford was overrated. Okay. And he got well, it might be showing itself now. Didn't, didn't he get benched this past week? Stafford? Yeah. Oh wow. I have no idea. Who for for who? Orlovsky? I don't I don't know. Is or Dan Orlovsky's not even in the league anymore, is he? Is he? Oh man, I don't know. I <laughs> I didn't know who the backup was. <laughs> Who knows? Who cares about Lions backups? <laughs> Gets pretty shallow after tight end number four or five in the uh, in the NFL. Yeah, I guess we can stuff Gronk right in that that little window right there. Then, but uh, yeah, man, I just don't think that uh, he he's got it. But overall, man, once we get to these playoffs, 
playoffs. We'll, we'll see how New England fair. Really, to me, it comes down to the the the, the Chargers and the the Chiefs. And I really am liking the Chargers, man. I, I think Phillip Rivers may go a little bit further than he's gone before. You know, I think that team is pretty well rounded. And if Melvin Gordon can stay healthy, you got a nice one-two punch in the backfield with him and and Eckler and even Justin Jackson from uh, Northwestern. Uh, they have a nice little running back com- by committee uh, approach. Of course, you know what Keenan Allen can do if he, he can stay healthy. You got some decent tight end play, and then you got your your, your good de- defensive players as well. Yeah, I I was having this conversation earlier with someone, and you're not the first I've heard to rave over the San Diego Chargers. I just think the San Diego Chargers are going to go all San Diego Chargers on everybody and get into the playoffs and play a more physical team and not win. <laughs> Which is say they're going to go back to do what they do best. I'll just crumble and go back home. Exactly. They're going to return to form. They're going to be all San Diego Chargers. It, it won't hurt my feelings. You know what team I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for. So if, if, if the Chiefs come out of the, the AFC, so, so be it. Like if the Bears play the Chargers in a Super Bowl, do you take the Chargers? Oh, of course not. The Bears, I think, will kill them. Honestly, I think they will kill them. I think Phillip Rivers sometimes hold on, holds on to the ball way too long, and I don't think Melvin Gordon is that great of a back to, to, to constantly get away from, from the pressure from that front four and the blitzes and the things. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think. And then if we have everybody back healthy at that point, you know, you got Aaron Lynch, Eddie Jackson, and uh, I can't remember who else was it that got hurt, or, or Allen Robinson. Right. You know, if all those pieces are, are are back completely healthy by that point, man, please. We we Super Bowl. Super Bowl, baby. I'm more I'm actually if if I'm the Bears and and, and I'm in the Super Bowl, I'd be more worried about the Chiefs. Because well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like if the Chargers play them, then then it's a walk-in. It's 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 a piece of cake. If we play the Chiefs, then yeah, I'm a little bit more uh, uh, nervous, but you know what? If I had my preference of who I would want the Bears to play, it would be the Chiefs. One of the reasons why, and it might be just my own little petty reason, but I'm so sick of the the the, the Mitchell Trubisky and Pat Mahomes comparisons. Pat Mahomes has a year on Mitchell Trubisky under the offense behind Alex Smith. I want the Bears defense to ram that football down Pat Mahomes' throat. Wow. So you're sick of the Mitch versus Pat comparisons, so you want two weeks of it at the Super Bowl. (laughs) I I know I want them to lose so people can be quiet. Like, I can't stand how unfair their their comparisons are when you have someone who clearly – had time to learn the offense and you're talking about somebody who's been thrusted into this new offense after being uh, uh, bamboozled by John Fox like I, I, I can't stand it and of course I know it's going to continue because they were all taken in the same draft you got Watson Mahomes and Mitchell Trubisky they will forever be connected 
till the end of their careers and matched up against each other to say, hmm, I wonder if he actually uh, uh, lived up to his draft stock. I wonder if Mitchell Trubisky actually was supposed to be the first quarterback taken off the board, you know, and, and, and so, of course, you know, Pat Mahomes is having a very, very good, a historic season by all accounts, a very good yeah. season. I'm excited to watch him play, but to continue, Continue to say, well, yeah, man, Pat Mahomes should have probably been drafted. Of course, you're going to say that after the fact when when everybody is, you know, Google eyed over him and his performances. But just give it time. And if they they happen to meet each other in the Super Bowl, Pat Mahomes, you better watch out for that defense. That's all I'm saying. Jordan. So I'm I'm going to. I'm going to pose this angle to you. Okay. so currently. As it stands right now, if everything stopped right now, if the world ended today, of those three, I take Trubisky third. Do you agree? Of course. Of course. Of course you. Yes. I, I already know where you're going. I'm not going to say that that's not the, the, the obvious uh, order of quarterbacks, but my reason for still trusting in Mitch and giving him time is because out of those three, he has the least experience in the offense that they are trying to get him to run. And you already heard Nagy say it takes about two or three years to truly learn this offense. He has Pat Mahomes has a leg up. Deshaun Watson already had a leg up when he went to Clemson and played that style of offense, which Houston tailored to his game. And then being in the championship, he has, already has pedigree. Mitchell Trubisky didn't even play half the games that Watson played in college. And then you look at Mahomes again, being behind Alex Smith, who was a top quarterback and a very good one in that Chiefs offense and learning behind him for a year. And then having the offensive weapons like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey already. Like we, 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 we got to pump the brakes a little bit. Jordan. Hey man, go ahead and call my name all you want, brother. Mitchell Trubisky for life. Baby, Trust, trusting trusting Trubisky to do his job mm-hmm. and to lead this team is entirely separate of rating these quarterbacks. All three of them could potentially be good. I think that Mitchell Trubisky will be a very capable quarterback for years to come, which is ultimately what you want. But look at it like this, too. One year in the offense, right? So next year, Trubisky will have had one complete year in the offense, right? Right. Is he going to throw 50 touchdowns on 5,000 yards? He's going to throw 84. 84 touchdowns. Book it. <laughs> Patrick, Mahomes, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes appears to be, appears to be, and I know we throw it around, but I'm not using this loosely. Patrick Mahomes appears to be a generational quarterback. Of course. It's the system. It's the talent around him. Ben Roethlisberger is still relevant because he has Antonio Brown, Juju. He had Le'Veon, and now he's been blessed with James Conner if he can stay on the field. Oh, I'm I'm going to drop a bomb. I'm going to drop a bomb right now. If Patrick Mahomes had the weapons Ben Roethlisberger has... Okay, he would have 60 touchdowns. 
I disagree. I disagree. No, no, because you're talking about a different type of talent uh, a, a group. Antonio Brown is Antonio Anto- Brown, but what? Antonio Brown or Tyreek Hill? Okay. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. Antonio Brown is number one. Antonio Brown is the best receiver in the game still, probably. Maybe 1A, 1B with DeAndre. But Juju or Chris Conley? No, no, no. no. See, now, now you're, now, of course, I'm taking Juju. Come on, man. You, you're leaving out Travis Kelsey. What I'm saying is the talent isn't that far of a fall off. I'm taking Tyreek Hill over Juju. I know that much. But Antonio so Brown, yes, he's in the league of his own. Okay, so let's go by top receipt. Compare the, the top guy. Kelsey or Brown? <sighs> That's not, not a fair comparison. To me, they're the number one at, at their positions. Ben Roethlisberger has but the I best. I still can't compare them fairly. Ben Roethlisberger has the best receiver we've seen in the last 10 years. I agree with that. I, I am in full agreement with that. If you gave him to Patrick Mahomes, it would it would be Tecmo Bowl numbers. I don't think that that's just an obvious statement. Patrick Mahomes is, do, is putting up Tecmo Bowl numbers right now. I don't think that that's just the obvious thing like, oh, yeah, he would throw 10 more touchdowns than what he has now. Pat Mahomes is already but, killing Upgrade his receivers and see what happens. Chris Conley, Jordan, he's got like eight touchdowns. Okay, okay. okay so with that same with 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 that same reasoning and line of point, upgrade Mitchell Trubisky. Now, Allen Robinson is supposedly our number one receiver. Allen Robinson is a very good receiver, and on our team, he's our number one. But he doesn't have the same abilities. I think that's what I'm looking at is the abilities are different from team to team than, say, a Tyreek Hill. When you when you compare Tyreek Hill and Allen Robinson, you want Allen Robinson for his size, his his being able to outmuscle his op- opponent. Even when, when he's not open, he's open. That's the type of receiver he is. With, is with Tyreek Hill, what? His job is different from Tyreek Hill. Taylor but Gabriel is more of the Tyreek Hill thing. Well, Taylor that's Gabriel, my point. Or Tyreek Hill. Yeah, but even still, he doesn't have the same type of speed. No, he does. I mean, who does? But actually, they do have very similar speed. Well, maybe a few years ago, Taylor Gabriel doesn't look as fast as he used to be. Or maybe he just doesn't get a lot of deep balls thrown. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I know he, he they claimed he, he ran a 4-2, which is stupid fast, but it's still a Playing Tyreek Hill. You have to be able to get open too. That's true. And that, that's another that's another reason why I'm going back to my point of needing more time in this offense. I guarantee you there are probably many plays where Mitch Trubisky is going through his reads and has probably missed or is assuming that a person isn't open. And I guarantee you there are plenty of times where either Taylor or Anthony Miller or somebody has gotten open and he didn't see him. If you look at certain tapes. But I'm with you on that. I'm not saying that Trubisky right now is number one over all three of those out of all three. I know that he is number three based off of stats, based off of look and and, and 
the the type of games they have, yeah, you, you, you're definitely going to go with Mahomes first. You're going to go with Watson second and Mitchell Trubisky third. I'm just speaking on the fact that I still have a lot of faith in Trubisky and what he will become down the road when you already have him solidified in the offense for two or three years with weapons that consistently uh, that that are here and are consistent in that same offense. So if Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel and Anthony Miller are here for the next two or three years together, best believe they are going to be very, very good with this offense. All I'm saying is the two are separate from one another. Mitch Trubisky can be a trustworthy quarterback two or three years from now, and Pat Mahomes can continue on a generational trajectory. I think it's because of his off the, the scheme. I think it's because of the Kansas City offense. If he went to if he went to Baltimore, he wouldn't be this. If he went to Buffalo, he wouldn't be this. You're talking about a generational arm. I believe he has very good arm talent, but when you put that arm talent talent with anybody just any old team it may not look good just like like jay cutler jay cutler had generational arm talent one of the best arms in the league in his time Cutler could only dream of a season that pat mahomes is having that's not my point that's not my point though i'm not talking about him actually getting the same statistics i'm saying the decisions that jay cutler made throwing off of his back foot you know, uh, 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 trying to, to throw a ball into tight coverage and forcing throws where he would get into interceptions instead. You know, uh, you can do so much with talent. You still got to work hard at your craft. You still got to be smart and have a good high IQ. Pat Mahomes right now is in a system that is making him extremely look extremely good, one, and then is taking advantage of his, his uh, generational talent. I agree with you, but then I also disagree on the fact that if you put him on any other t- Team, he would be doing the same thing. To me, that's what generational talent is. LeBron is a generational talent. You put him on, on a week like Cleveland when they had Booby Gibson and all the other boys, Delonte West and Mo Williams, and took him to the championship. As soon as he left, they were the worst team in the league. Same thing with the old Cleveland team he just left with Kevin Love and JR and them boys. As soon as he left, they suck. That's a generational talent where you can take your talents anywhere make a team extremely better like the Lakers, and then when you leave, they suck. I don't think Pat Mahomes is a generational talent. I think he is. He appears that way because of being on the Chiefs. So if you put Pat Mahomes in Baltimore, are you telling me that he wouldn't start? Yeah, no, of course he would start. I don't, I'm not saying he would be a bench player for Lamar Jackson. Heck no. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. But he wouldn't get you at least 30 to 35 touchdowns in Baltimore. Who's he throwing it to? John Brown ain't going to give him no 20 catches, 20 touchdowns. Who's he throwing it to? Hey, Nurse. He got whoever's better than Chris Conley. He got Kelvin Benjamin to catch a ball. That's that's fine. That's fine. You're talking about Kelvin Benjamin is still a good receiver on most days. He's still a decent receiver. Except Kelvin the days Benjamin, he, if you put him on Baltimore right now, huh? Except the days where he gets traded and cut. That's fine. But I'm just saying, if Kelvin Benjamin is put on Baltimore right now, that's their best receiver. If Sammy Watkins gets put on Baltimore right now, I'm, I'm, I will argue that him and John Brown are probably 1A, 1B. Like, there's no talent 
for Mahomes to thrive in certain teams. When you put him on Buffalo, who's he going to throw to? When you put him on Cincinnati, who's he going to throw to outside of, of a hobbled A.J. Green? Who's he going to throw to? You Tyler have to make sure that, huh? Tyler Boyd is a solid receiver. Solid, but he ain't no top receiver. But, but th- this is the but point that I'm making. I'm just saying, man, the point the point that I'm making is you have to make sure, even with a great talent like, like Pat Mahomes, he has to be in a good position. He has to be on a good team. He has to be around people or around players that can make his generational talent thrive. That goes for anybody. That's why Mitchell all Trubisky looked so bad last year. All I know, man, is... I've watched Patrick Mahomes this year, and I've seen play after play that maybe two or three quarterbacks that I've seen in my life could make. Okay, sure. The no-look Garland Globe try to pass. Whoop-de-doo. He doesn't do that every time. He did that once. That's great. I, I, maybe throwing it a uh, 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 sidearm you know, to somebody, that, that's awesome. Great. That in itself is what I what I admire, and I'm amazed by. Don't forget the left-handed arrow touchdown. That's awesome. All of these things are great, Chris. I agree with you. That means he has generational talent. But if he was not on this team, he would not have this type of season if you put him on another team that does not have talent around him. How many touchdowns does Alex Smith get on this team? Because he has Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. How many touchdowns did Alex Smith throw last year? I don't remember. It was in the 20s, probably. I don't remember. He had a very good season. In the 20s. You're missing my point. You're missing my point. He's in the same offense that Mahomes is in now. My whole point is you have to put talent around talent to win. You can't put talent. Like, look at the Bulls. The Bulls have Zach Levine, Laurie Markin, and Chris D- You know the roster. They got talent. I mean, the talent was evident in college. They have talented players. You p- put them on the same team, they don't know what they're doing. They don't have experience. They don't know how to mesh well together. You have to be in the right system. You have to be in the right environment. A lot of things have to go well in order for a team to truly hit their potential. That Kansas City Chief offense is ran by one of the best coaches ever to do it, one of the best offensive-minded coaches ever to do it, who time and time again has shown, okay, you give me this quarterback, I'll, I'll make him thrive. Alex Smith isn't the greatest thing since I spread, but Alex Smith was still a beast in that offense. Look at what he did and what he was doing in, uh, in uh, uh, what was it, Washington? He was okay. He wasn't, he wasn't what he was in Kansas City. That's, but, but my point is, you, you put a person like Pat Mahomes on the right team, he will thrive. You put a person like Deshaun Watson on the right team. Johnny Manziel was another example. Johnny Manziel was very, very good in college. You put him on a Cleveland Browns team, he sucks. And then, of course, outside of all the other areas. I mean, college, good college quarterbacks and spread offenses, that, that's a dime a dozen. So let me ask you this, and, and we'll, we'll close this out. Before this season started, and don't be jaded by what we've seen this season. Before okay. this season started, will you tell me honestly that you would have picked Tyreek Hill over Allen Robinson? 
Yes. Me personally, yes. I had Tyreek Hill last year. Yes. Okay. Because of what he can do. You look at the type of game that people play now, you speed kills. Yes. So where's Taylor Gabriel? Wait, are you are you saying over over Allen Robinson and then still having Taylor Gabriel on, on his team now? It's speed kills. So I'm like, where's Taylor Gabriel? He's fast and he's not doing anything. But let's move on. I have an argument for that if you want to keep going, but that's fine. We can move on. For Taylor Gabriel and why he can't get open? Well, or one, maybe I don't think it's all Taylor Gabriel's fault. I don't think it's all Taylor Gabriel's fault. I don't think it's always the receiver if he can't get open or if he can't. I think some things are – are. I think, I think there are weeks where he's pinpointed in the offense and the plays are made specifically for certain players who uh, – thrive, you know, depending on matchup. But then there are other weeks where you can see that Taylor Gabriel probably is not as much as part of the game, game plan because they have so many mouths to feed. So I, I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't always necessarily buy the fact that Taylor Gabriel doesn't get open or his speed isn't giving him an edge up on whoever he's facing. I think Taylor Gabriel is actually pretty good. He's actually having a very good season. I'm not upset at Taylor Gabriel. I'm just speaking of his role in the offense. Yeah. Hey, man, it's all good. You don't like Pat Mahomes. I get it. On to the Grub Report. I I, I got Pat Mahomes in my league. When nobody drafted him, I drafted him in the 15th round when nobody thought who who in the world this dude was. That's because you thought he was a value pick. You picked the start, starting quarterback, 15th round. Anybody would have done that. Well, hey, hey I, I at least I had enough trust in him to take him over other people. I'm just saying, I, I, I like Pat Mahomes. I didn't think he would do what he did this year, but it is what it is, man. Come on, let's, let's, let's eat. Let's eat, brother. What do you have? Well, mine is not that glorious. This week, but I will say this one thing that I have kind of stumbled onto as a gym. Uh, I know I talked about not really <laughs> bringing up all these fast food restaurants and stuff, but there's one fast food joint that I have to give props to, and maybe it's just me, but Domino's Pizza. I ordered a handmade pan pizza from them. George. I don't know why I, I didn't get, get put yeah. onto this earlier. Get out, Jordan. No, I will not get out. No, I will not get out. Domino's. If you go to Domino's, what? Carry on. Thank you, sir. Allow the people to ponder over my suggestion for them. <laughs> uh, if you go to Domino's Pizza, please order the handmade pan pizza. Now, of course, many of you might be thinking, uh, Jordan, we already know about that. Well, okay, it's news to me, okay? I didn't really always eat Domino's pizza growing up. I would get either Pizza Hut or Italian Fiesta, you know, things of that nature. But uh, I tried specifically the create-your-own-pan pizza. I put extra pepperoni, extra cheese, robust tomato sauce, and spinach. Oh, Extremely delicious. That's all I'm going to say. Extremely delicious. Uh, 
delicious. It has a different taste to it than the original pizza. So uh, if you haven't, for any of those who just by chance haven't tried a handmade pan pizza from Domino's, you might want to order that from now on. It, it just has, it's a, it's a notch above their normal pizzas. Now, I'll say this. I'm not against, per se, Domino's. It wouldn't be my first choice. I have two. I'm, I'm actually located between two Domino's pizzas. They just built one over by me, and then there's one literally like four blocks from me. So I'm I'm not I'm not against it. It's just it's <laughs> I didn't expect it to be a grub report selection. I'm sorry. I I I I'm trying to save money after I ate all those uh, umami burgers from Bop and Grill last time. Next week we'll get back on it. <laughs> oh no need. I mean it's, it's fine. Just anyway, like. I like the, the um, what is that the, the hand toss is good, but the the, the pan is it, the one that they're doing for for the deal now in the black box. Yes, the pan pizza is is it's to die for. Good. It's pretty good. Also, this is not my selection, but also, low key for for a cheap price, the specialty pizzas at Little Caesars are not bad. So, Domino's and Little Caesars, if you only got like five or six bucks and you got a taste for a pizza that's already cooked and that you don't have to take home and put in your own oven, not bad selections. There's better out there, but, you know, it's not bad. Some people hate mm-hmm. Domino's and the, and the chain spots, and I respect that, but, you know, in a pinch. Yeah. So, my, my selection is Chinese. Uh-oh. It's called there we go. It's called China House. It's located on 175th in Columbia in Hammond. It's called China House. It's called China House on 175th in Columbia. It's right on the corner now. How original. Restaurant. You will see this restaurant and it will throw you for a loop because it literally looks like a shanty house on the corner. Oh, no, brother. You got people going to their death. Oh, no. But it's crowded when you pull up to it because the food is okay. delicioso. I know I just use Spanish for Chinese food, but hey, the food is good. Ah, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Now is the time for our fellow third wheel, but because he is not here, I will speak for him. Chris, oh. is China House the best? It is not the best. Um, <laughs> it's really good. Like, it's a four out of five star restaurant. Good portion sizes, good food. The chicken tastes like chicken. No, uh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, what, what do you mean by that? Oh, you've never been to, like, one of those neighborhood Chinese restaurants? And you chew the chicken and you know full well that can't be chicken you just chewed. Well, yeah, okay. I guess I know where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I, oh, I, I right. know what you mean. Right? Yeah. You bite into yeah. it, but it tastes like uh, some other kind of animal. Yeah, it tastes local. <laughs> yeah. Like, this animal tastes local. Um, 
Oh, God. Some little girl's walking around looking for a cat named Smithers. Yeah. Little does she know. China House has solid food, good portion sizes, good prices. You can walk in there with a $10 bill and walk out with good food, man. When I first moved out this way, I was looking for a good Chinese spot. It was recommended to me. I've been there a couple times. It's tasty. It's tasty. When you're when you're in the restaurant, they have a seating area. In my opinion, you don't want to sit down in there. You want to get your food and go. It's a bit of a wait because they make the food super fresh. And that stuff is hot when you get home. I, I picked it up and it's probably a 10 to 15 minute drive home. No, no, it's, it's not. I think I made a stop. And still, when I came home, it was still piping hot. And that's piping. pretty piping hot. Pretty good okay. considering that it was one of those little cartons. But China House, okay. Hammond, Indiana, 175th and Columbia. You don't need an address for Domino's because they're all over the place. So I'm not even going to hold Jordan responsible for this. Yeah, yeah. Don't try. I ain't get on me this time just because you put an address out there. The one I get it from, though, is right around the corner from me. It's on Burnham in uh, 180, uh, I want to say 184th in Burnham. But, yeah, just Google it. You can Google any of them. You'll, you'll, you'll get there. Yeah, download the app. Domino's has an app. <laughs> download the app. It'll tell you what the closest one is, and the pizza will be in the oven. And it'll be ready in about half the time that the app tells you it's ready. <laughs> I don't like the shade you're throwing on my grub report selection, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely serious with you. When you mentioned Domino's, I, I was a little ashamed, but at the I, but at the same time of my shame, there was a bit of hunger. Like, man, some Domino's would be good right about now. <laughs> You know exactly why, because that's the food that, that doesn't take long, and it's good. It is good. And shout out to Ian, man, from the MVP podcast and from Vibes and stuff for calling Jordan out on his uh, hating on Coonies. Hey, no, Coonies, so he came in my head. Okay, I need to holler at him. We're going to have words, Ian. Because uh, all I'm saying is Cooney's, Waldo, Cooney's, Waldo, Waldo, Cooney's, whoever, where's Waldo? Uh, that pizza by the slice is not, 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 not good to me, brother. I don't like pizza that has a lot of bread. I, I need more, 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 more toppings on that, on that pizza, brother. But uh, if Chris says what he, what, if he, if he says that the, the, the entire pizza, the, the whole pizza, if you order a whole pizza, it's completely different. Then uh, I trust that, but uh, I, mean, I I wasn't too uh, too pleased with the the one single slice. It's not beggars by any stretch, but at the same time, you can't diss Coonies and then come back on on one of these episodes and rant and rave about Domino's. Oh yes, I can. That's my preference, brother. Hey, will you you tell MVP uh, Ian here? <laughs> and I, he knows where I stay, okay? You know where I stay, Ian. I got love for you, brother, but you want to talk words on pizza, let's get it. You're throwing, <laughs> you're throwing out full government names again, Jordan. Oh, God. Okay. Sorry. For the people that's not trying to get him, 
Uh, Ian is his name. That's okay. That's okay. That's what I'm here for. God. Another solid episode of the Stay House Podcast. I'd like you to continue to follow us on social media. Also, subscribe to the podcast. We're actually, I'm actually working with the folks at Anchor and other podcast outlets on getting us a little more distribution. But for now, uh, you can find us where most podcasts are heard, especially Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify. I'm, we're trying to get, get into your ear through every possible medium, so we're still working on that. But I just gave you like yes, five yes. really, really solid, solid sources of podcast gold. So, you know, if you Absolutely. can't get to one of those, man, I mean, you you need to, like, put your Boost mobile phone down or something. Yeah, that, 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 that that's just horrible. Come on now. <laughs> Give us a listen. Exactly. You can even, you can even, like, can you, like, ask Alexa to find us or something like that or, or, or Google Home, all of that? You can do all of those things, too. There's no excuse to not tune in to the legendary sales podcast. There it is. So, once again, I'm Chris. Been here with Jordan. Holla at y'all when we holla at y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.